Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 12th, 2022. Uh, let's see, I do have a food corner update for you. I tried the Arby's Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. That's right. I took a, I took a dive on the wild side. I did, I did. Um, I'm a garbage disposal. If you haven't figured that out yet from listening to this podcast, I just like to eat. I'll eat a lot. The only thing I really think that I just cannot stand, water chestnuts. I hate those things. I remember I got those in like a Chinese food order. Just couldn't figure them out. Tried them several times. Not one time did I ever like them. So those are off my list, but everything else I'm usually game for don't like slimy foods things of that nature like you're not gonna see me eating a gooey duck yeah if you haven't seen that look that up it is a it's a sight and that's not going in my mouth you have to pay me for that for sure (laughs) but I I enjoy the burger it was good sauce was good tasted like a a decent little burgie it was like 11 bucks something like that with some fries and drink I enjoyed it the Mount Food Corner, so we can get into some news. I will say, most of this episode is going to be about January 6th. Uh, the committee in general, um, a little bit of fallout from that, and just some characters maybe involved. I, I really, I, I don't know if I've said this in other episodes, but I'm not too keen to talk about this shit. I don't really feel, I feel like there's not going to be any real repercussions for like let's say donald trump out of this this is really a live and learn moment that the committee is kind of setting up to really show like hey this shouldn't happen again like we're gonna break this down into small little details little you know spoon feed this to you so you understand how messed up this was so i i get it i understand it it's it's at least gives us some you know perspective and shows us you know what it really looked like. It's a good breakdown. Also, uh, this, there was a big update, and that's why I want to talk about it now, uh, with the committee actually coming up and um, having this like hearing. And they're going to you know, go into further details. I don't really plan on going into the big details of it, but I did want to cover like the highlights of what they're setting up to talk about. So from NPR, new revelations... And three other takeaways from the first January 6th committee hearing. Let's see. Um, they did have a really, like, big production, which I was kind of, I wouldn't say surprised about. But it it definitely, like, lays out some stuff. It added some new camera footage and more discussions, um, like, at least from, like, interviews and stuff. Um, like, other officers who were on the scene. Ivanka Trump, but we can get into it. Uh, let's see. They haven't bullet pointed. Uh, number one, new facts and information were revealed. Um, so this is what I was kind of talking about. There was just more body camera footage, uh, office footage, police radio communication. Uh, let's see. General Bill Barr uh, in, a, in, in an on-camera disposition uh, told Trump... Um, his allegations of election fraud were bullshit, which I liked. I like that they edited it, but I like just hearing people just kind of really just be straight up like that. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is out of pocket as hell. 
uh, Ivanka Trump um, saying that she accepted what Barr had to say. I respect Attorney General Barr, uh, she was shown saying, so I accepted what he was saying. So it's one of those things where this is going to just kind of elaborate that there are people in Trump's circle who knowingly knew this stop the steal thing was bullshit. There was no ground to it. There was no substance. But Trump was going out of his way to make it happen. And this was his last stand. And and, and they're really going hard to really paint a picture, paint a narrative. Uh, Let's see. uh, Number two bullet point. Oh, oh, also two before I move on to the next point. Because this is going to lead into the next bump I have. Uh, Proud Boys and Oath Keepers on camera saying they went to the Capitol that day because they believed that that's what Trump wanted done. They felt he'd asked them to do it. And that after Trump's stand back and stand by remark in a debate, membership in the Proud Boys tripled, which was um, not surprising to me. I remember that happening in the moment. I remember the next day hearing that article. And it was just like, like, dude, this is crazy. Like, hearing that article, I just realized that's funny. You can't actually hear articles, though. You can press them. You can, then they got a little play button, they tell you. So I'm not wild. But I remember just how bold it felt. But obviously Trump is a person who says over-the-top things all the time. So the fact that he was just baiting out, like, yeah, who do you want? Just like names, name a specific group, and I'll tell you if they're okay or not. And he says that, that stand back and stand by remark. Just so wild, because you know exactly what the ramifications of that is. What, like, what's going to happen? And sure enough, you know, these guys swelled and then naturally are just literally verbatim just quote tweeting the tweet that he's saying on the day to like get people revved up, get people going. And just also, we'll get into that. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of fusing a bit here, but I want to actually really focus on this. Uh, number two, the videos and production were effective. Um, in other words, they're talking in regards of just, you know, what they actually have assembled, it looks really good. It's like akin to like you know the same level of like an NHL game in terms of like the HD of it. It is edited or like set up in a way that's really well. Like it looks like a good documentary, um, which honestly good because I mean I, I want to say even like a month after that 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 shit was already readily available. Um, there were people who are like who are doing documentaries on the Proud Boys or Oathkeeper, I can't remember if it was one or both groups, but they came out with their own footage that they had because they were there on the day as well, and they were saying how crazy it was. Um, I mean, there's just a lot here. Let's see. Number three, the committee went after Trump, painting him as a rogue and dangerous president. Um, I do like, in this part of the article, they do talk about the, the whole hang Mike Pence thing. Um, and then also his response to it, which was maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence deserves it. So that was literally a call response situation between the crowd and, and Donald Trump. Uh, I, I hate, I hate Mike Pence. I think he's a piece of fucking shit. I think he cloaks his weird problems and inadequacies and anxieties and religion. And then he puts that out onto the world. I don't like this man. I will say, though, on that day, he did stand up for what he believed in in terms of the Constitution and said, look, look, Mr. President, I know I'm the, the your right hand. I know I'm the vice president, but I am 
attached to this constitution and we are supposed to uphold it and you have not proven that this election was stolen we have to now move on so it's crazy that literally it came down to him it came down to that if he didn't make the decision because they were harping on him too which is also something i think they're going to go into into this hearing like thing where there were multiple moves where they are trying to intimidate show elaborate to mike pence you should be okay with this you should you are the last line of the fence you have to stop this and he's like i'm going to uphold it because it's legal like it's <laughs> i have to do this it's crazy as hell that it came to that point and literally donald trump at, at the height of his powers at the very end he's like yeah, yeah why not why not we should just do that <laughs> And, and that's on record. <laughs> like, it's crazy as hell. Um, let's see, number four. One of the biggest problems in this country continues to be people not operating from or believing in a shared set of facts. Um, they go into the detail. They show a split screen. And at first, this was confusing to me when I looked at like a little clip or snippet. But essentially, they're showing what other news outlets were saying and then what was going on at Fox News, which is obviously where a big, you know, ooh, yeah, that burp's going to be live. Sorry. I'm working it out. Okay. Um, Whew, that pregame. (laughs) Sorry. But um, where was I? So the split screen. They, they're showing other news outlets, like, covering the footage. I remember being at work, walking into my break room and seeing, like, people scaling the walls. It's, like, looking like fucking Helm's Deep from Two Towers, man. I was like, what is happening? What is going on? But if you look at what's going on at Fox News, they're just having a normal chill day. They're just, they're just relaxing. They're just doing their normal beep, bop, boop, bop. You know, Tucker Carlson's not talking about it. Like... They, they go out of their way to not make a focus or a fuss about this. And that's very bizarre. That's very odd. Uh, once again, at the same time, this is a news thing. So it's like, I don't really see the legal point of this. But I understand that they are trying to form a narrative. They are trying to show you that, look, you can feel a way and be Republican about this. But this was wrong. This was not right. And every, like everything that was set up at least from terms of the republican thing was like if you were on the ground you were scared as hell that day and that's why Liz cheney is here you know like obviously this isn't something that she wants to do but she is standing her ground on this because she's like i didn't like this guy in the first place you know i was really anti this whole fucking thing and this is why it happened and now there are people who are trying to sweep this under the rug uh what is it mccarthy the what is the minority whip or whatever he's more or less trying to say look like this isn't a big deal like you guys are sweeping like like you like you guys are making a mountain out of this it's not that huge uh that is a big narrative that is being pushed like i saw some random sports ball courts coach guy um he was trying to make some point of like why are you guys talking about this this isn't a big deal like when you look at those BLM protests, they're over here blowing up targets and blah, 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 blah. But once again, that's bullshit. Those aren't the same fucking things to begin with. Um, it's one of those things where people want to make this into a small thing. And it's not a small thing. 
there this is a seditious act that happened people really wanted to throw up an insurrection the fact that that this was more or less, like and i'm glad there have been you know um convictions there has been justice at least in some extent a very small extent um but it's good that we're at least holding these people quote unquote accountable at least we're holding it up and we're talking about it i do think that's important i think the fact that fox news really wanted to try to small ball this is crazy as fuck but i mean it's not surprising I would love for Fox News to do better. I was thinking about this the other day. But it's it's one of those things where it, this is what makes them money, is to do what they do. Uh, they're not going to stop doing that. Uh, and not to mention, too, now, they're not even the most right thing out there. There's Newsmax. Um, they're, they're, they're rivals to what Fox News is. So, naturally, they got to do what they can. They're in the trenches themselves. So, you know, <laughs> what are they going to do? Anywho, we can move on to the next bump. The next bump. Got this from the AP News, and this is kind of what I was like referencing before. Uh, Proud Boys charged with seditious. Oh, let me rewind that. Uh, Proud Boys charged with seditious conspiracy in Capitol riot. So this is a little bit of an update on the Enrique Tario situation, uh, former Proud Boys chairman. I don't know who the current is. I should look that up. Maybe I'll get back to you. But uh, let's see. Him and four others linked to the group comes as the U.S. House Committee investigating the January 6th riot uh, prepares to begin public hearings this week and lay out its findings. Now, Terrio wasn't there that day. He actually was already being indicted for a previous thing, like a previous uh, charge. Him and other Proud Boys took down a sign from a church. It was like a BLM sign. They took it down and they burned it. So they were already in hot water for that. He was already banned from being in D.C. already. A judge had already done that. Found that out from the Daily. Check it out. Love that podcast. Even though Michael Barbaro is a little bit... um, and uh, me. No, I don't know. Let me not get into a tangent about what I don't like about Michael Barbaro. (laughs) The Daily is good. Michael Barr was cool. Um, anywho, Tario, he's in hot water. Proud Boys are in hot water. Um, they have been charged. Uh, they're not just like obviously not a ton of people, but at least a, a good chunk of people, at least higher ranking, especially those who are involved in the uh, January 6th riot have been charged. Uh, so that's kind of big news there in that regard. Tario being the top. I learned also this week that, let's see if I can find the name in the article. Let's see, yeah. Vice Media co-founder Gavin McInnes, who founded the Proud Boys in 2016. So I didn't know that until this week. I was kind of surprised. But then I kind of think back to like early Vice where it was like, "Mm, yeah, real edgy. Like, mm." Like, it's very hyper male, but like. It was almost like Spike TV-esque thing or like a Jackass-style thing, but it was news. And it was cool. Like, I still fuck with Vice now, even though Vice is more of like a BuzzFeed, but like, we do serious things, and and, and that's nice. But, um, essentially, this was a club that's supposed to be politically correct men's club for Western soberness. 
I, now, don't get me wrong. I don't think they've lost that energy. I don't think that's changed. I just feel like the Proud Boys are what, like, when I hear the term uh, football hooliganism, like, that term is kind of like, it went over my head for a bit. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what is that? Like, how? what does that mean in regards to politics and in regards to, you know, these political movements? What is that about? So I Googled it. Essentially, though, like, these are the kind of people, whether they're left, right, whatever, usually I feel like it's right-wing kind of shit, where they come out and they're there to instigate. They're there to agitate. They're there to to just be rowdy. And the Proud Boys have made that the brand. Uh, I think McKinnis thought that he was going to make this a little snarky little club and that they were going to go out and be, like, anti antifa and they were gonna like just make sure that you know daddy donald trump was gonna feel safe and protected at his rallies but naturally these things grow out of control they spiral out they usually get more racist (laughs) even though tario i will say who like you know becomes the new face the replacement is um i can't remember where he's from but i want to say cuban something like that but at the same time even so there's a strong latin contingency in the proud boys like they still make the same kind of moves the same kind of you know actions so i'm i myself am happy to see you know the proud boys also the oath keepers who are mentioned in this article you know see some actual judgment um you know we'll see you know what the actual you know, fallout of this is because obviously this is just a charge. You know, see what actually comes of it. Um, I should get into the details, but I'm I feel like I'm getting in the weeds here, so we are just gonna keep it moving. Uh, I encourage you guys to always look this kind of stuff up. Um, let's see, ooh, I hope my thing loads. Okay, there we go. Um, hey man, I, I got to deal with technical difficulties left and right. Let's see. The next part I wanted to get into, and this is the last part of the January sixth stuff. Um, this is another big one where I'm not going to like really cover all of it. Uh, got it from the Detroit news, the Detroit news. Let me say that, not mumble wrap it. Uh, Michigan GOP gubernatorial candidate, Ryan Kelly arrested on January 6th related charges. So Kelly, who is 40 years old, uh, became one of the highest profile individuals nationally charged or nationally to face charges so far in federal authorities ongoing investigation so i do believe that this man is a little bit unhinged this article kind of goes on to you know what this man is about uh he was definitely there on the day uh i will say the article goes as far as he gets to like the top of the stairs of some sort and they don't really go into details on whether or not he went in I haven't really done personal research on it, but you can definitely see that he is there. Actually, the picture I used from the bump is like him, like egging people on, like he's got his hat back. Uh, they say also they were able to use footage because he like has like this like kind of outfit, like he's he's always on the scene, he's always talking, he's been really active, you know, I guess since the pandemic talking. So they were really able to track him all the way up to this point. They're like, yeah, dude, this is definitely you. There's without a shadow of a doubt. And we see you here. We see you there. We see you working your way up. We see you egging people on. 
to go into the Capitol and do this shit. So it's fucking crazy. You also see that there are um, some supporters, some Kelly Sands, who are there to the bitter end. They are, they're like, the way they describe how he was uh, arrested was like, it was a raid. Like, they kicked down his door. Even though they came to him, I think he was like, either leaving or they knock on his door and they like, you know, escort him out. They make it into a, a really big, crazy scene. Like, the Gestapo came and take, they took him away. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's that serious. I mean, these these are over, I guess, misdemeanor charges, I believe. So we'll see how that goes. I will definitely keep you posted there. Let's see. I do have some, I guess, breaking news. This is, you know, not January 6th related. We've made it. If you stuck in, if you stuck around this long, thank you. Actually, we're going to use this time for a little breaky, a little achy breaky, if you will. Oh, yeah. And we're back. Okay. Got this from Politico. I will say I was trying to use the Daily Beast, and the Daily Beast paywalled me. They paywalled me. They're like, are you a subscriber? And I'm like, bro. Like, no. I'm in the middle of trying to set up for my podcast. <laughs> Fuck. But um, let's see. 31 Patriot Front members arrested near Idaho Pride event. So this is some crazy shit. Essentially, there were 31 members of this white supremacist group called Patriot Front. And they were all crammed in in their little fucking khakis and navy blue shirts and their tactical gear and their fucking masks. They were fucking packed in the gills of a fucking U-Haul. And they were ready to deploy onto this Pride event. I guess with the intention of just completely disrupting it, causing chaos. There was another group there as well. I think there was some kind of biker group. It's not mentioned in this article, but it was from the Daily Beast article. Fuck you, Daily Beast. I will see you again. But I love you because I need the fucking news and I don't really care. Whatever. Fuck it. But it was a big fucking crazy scene. A (coughs) A citizen was a person who called it in and you know, said, hey, like, these guys are, you know, they're packed into this U-Haul, and they look a little army. So, they were ready and prepared. Also, I believe that the, like, a police chief or something like that had came out and said, hey, there was also, like, they'd infiltrated the group's chats or something like that, but it was really enforced that this was a, you know, a citizen's tip that really set this off. So I'm glad that these guys were apprehended. Um, It's also said from the Daily Beast article that there was a wedding that happened and took place. So I'm glad that this shit wasn't, you know, rained on. I'm glad that these guys weren't fucking successful. I'm glad that the cops fucking did something. So there, I'm giving you guys flowers. There you go. I don't care if you don't like the tone. Glad you guys actually did your fucking job. Didn't take you like 76 minutes. So that's fucking great. I'm stoked. Good good news, but here's some bad... Well, I'm not going to say bad news. I'm glad that justice is actually moving, but we can kind of get into it as we, you know, finish the article, finish this out. Got this from the NPR. A Michigan police officer 
is charged with murder in Patrick Leoya's shooting. So this is an update from the Leoya shooting we covered previously. Uh, the I don't know if I mentioned the the officer's name in a previous um, in the previous episode, but it was uh, Christopher Sure. He shot an unarmed Leoya in the back of the head following a struggle during a traffic stop. Now Leoya had his taser in a moment as they were tussling. You can hear in the body cam footage, even though it was turned off on accident, allegedly, whatever, quotations. But you can hear in another, like, you know, body camera footage thing where um, Sir says, let go. And it's of the taser. And then he fires the shot into Lua's head. So he's going to be charged for that. We'll see how this goes. My speculation is, I can't remember if what is it, Amanda Potter? Uh, that was uh, the, the, the other case. I, I think at best it's going to be something like that. I don't know if he's going to get any kind of time or if, it is, if it's going to be serious. It, it's one of those things where it's shitty and it's fucked up. And it, like, I, it shouldn't have happened. It should not have fucking happened. I cannot stress that enough. Like After seeing it from what I've looked at, from hearing other people's opinion, I don't believe this should have happened. I think it was very much an avoidable thing. Yeah, so what? Worst case, this guy gets away. Oh, you can find him. You can find him. You have the fucking technology. You didn't have to, like, make a thing happen right now. Pull out your gun right the fuck now. Oh, you're afraid? You threw yourself in a situation. You didn't have to fucking do this. But whatever. Um, We'll keep you posted on that. I don't know, like I said, how it's going to go. But, you know, we'll see. But that's me kind of squinching my crystal ball. Uh, So that's it. We made it to the end. Uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. If you like what you heard, if you want to help out, I'd love that. I'd appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Isaiah News 1 at gmail.com. That's the way to reach me for free, though. Oh, also with the Patreon, you get a Discord access thingy, linky, whatever. And then you also get a shout out. So we can talk about a news thing if you'd like. We can just talk about you. We can plug you, whatever you like. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, Thank you for sticking around. I hope I see you soon for some more good news. Love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.